0: One thing I really love is watching movies. I'm the sort of person who has what you call a cinema day where I go to the movies and see maybe for three to four movies that are playing right there. And it goes without saying that I'm obsessed with Marvel movies also. I love the cinematic universe. I love Marvel characters in Fox and like everywhere else. And Spider-Man has been one of my favorite movies so far. So, today we'll be talking about the Spider-Man trailer, well, the one that came out a few weeks ago, uh, talking about what if also, and, you know, make some speculations on what Doctor Strange is. Listen to two Marvel fanboys that have a conversation around the cinematic universe. Enjoy. Alright, hey everyone, um, I'm Mudia and I'm... On this episode with Joshua, um, a few days ago I put out its tweets. Um, right after seeing the new Spider-Man episode, right? Uh, not episode. Uh, Spider-Man trailer, the teaser trailer. Um, I think it came out on the twenty-third, if I'm right. Um, Joshua, is that when it came out, can you remember when the teaser trailer came out? Um,
1: I can't remember the. But I you, can't remember the exact date, but. But, it, but did what? you
0: catch? Did you catch it? Did you see the, the trailer?
1: Yes. See, the thing is, I watched the leaked version first before watching the original ones. I'd already seen the trailer.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's, that's, that's pretty true. Um, I don't know. It made me, it made me, it it was amazing. Right now I have, I've basically gone to get all the Spider-Man movies that have been made. Um, that's from 2002 actually, uh, 2000, is it 2002, 2004? Yeah, from 2002 to 2019 right and i'm just like watching them all by the again i also refreshed my doctor strange um knowledge right and for the most part you know everybody has this theory where like oh this guy is definitely not the doctor strange i was in uh that fought in endgame right but i think he is right he's more most likely he's a careless person right like uh when it comes to experimenting and trying stuff out so it's very possible that he missed that spell up. It's also pretty possible that that wasn't on purpose, but that's story for another day, right? But before we go that far, what introduced you into the MCU? What was the thing you watched that made you realize you loved the MCU?
1: Um, the Spider-Man movies actually from secondary school. Um, okay. I attended the military secondary school, and Navy. so- Nice. After exams, we have like social nights. And they play movies. So I think the first the first glimpse into the MCU before it became the MCU, since Spider-Man was owned by Fox then, still owned by Fox So it was um, Spider-Man 1. That was for me, that's the OG Spider-Man movie. So that was the first my first glimpse into comics. And then when I went home, I was fortunate. Um we had a computer and internet and I then went into Marvel, and I started reading about each Spider-Man, and I started reading about his um, villains, I read about Sandman, I read about Green Goblin, and the likes. So by the next time I was watching like Spider-Man Two, also during social in secondary school, I already had an idea of who these characters were. I was not all too faced seeing them on screen because I already knew their powers. And yeah, that's that's about it. Mm, that's that's pretty, starting my love for comics.
0: That's pretty true. I got into comics quite late. And to shock you, the thing that I, the comic I started reading, right? That really made me a fan of Marvel. It's not even Spider-Man or, Bat- or uh, Batman or Paul or Captain America, which is my least favorite character. It was Deadpool. So I had this friend, right? So I I, used, I mean, I used to watch a lot of movies and uh, maybe comic related movies when I was younger. Uh, but it was during my internship I had this friend who had about 10 gig worth of comic books from DC Marvel and others right and then yeah. I was worked I was working in Lagos I was living in Ogun State then doing my internship and working in Lagos so it was like a really long commute a two three hour commute and I just got a tablet that period so what I did was I would load maybe five to six editions or more as many as my tablet could collect other points and i'll start reading them and i think i've read at least 50 to 60 percent of every dead deadpool comic ever made and as soon as that happened um it was not even up to a year i think it was 2016 a year later the deadpool movie came out right and that was when i actually first saw an adaptation like i basically saw the um like i was part of or i felt part of an adaptation from a comic book into a movie right because if you watch the deadpool movie and you read deadpool comic books it's it's not far off right it's like it's unlike uh, when you read maybe superman and batman or maybe even spider-man and you see oh my god um i mean the, the character the TV characters are cool but i far cry from the comic characters <laughs> when it comes yeah. to, when it comes to deadpool it's not a far cry <laughs> they, they, they really near accurate i mean that's the only comic book where you see curse words and you just see a lot of gruesome stuff happening but i mean i'll be i'm excited um for the partnership that fox and um that sony sorry is having with uh marvel i'm hopeful i'm actually hoping that fox will have that kind of partnership also i think they do seeing that Toby maguire is coming to the mcu screen also so that means they see it's like a, it's more or less a three-way partnership right and yeah it,
1: it it is
0: it is yeah which which I mean which pretty true for me for me what I enjoy mostly about the MCU is the ability the ability to tell stories <coughs> properly, right? Um I've started watching What If I'm two episodes in spoiler alert for anyone listening to this who hasn't seen it. The first episode is basically <laughs> showing <laughs> the first episode is basically showing um how little um decisions right make a difference so if you watch remember the og captain america itself um when he was about to get infused with the serum right um yeah polly or penny i forgot her name um peggy yes peggy thank you peggy was asked by a particular one of the doctor one of the scientists like oh would you like to stay outside right and he didn't say it in the very nice way he said it in a oeb oh, woman to so stay outside me enough here kind of way right and she was like oh okay and that—that that was the movie right so went outside the hydra guy who wants to who's a suicide bomber does what he does there's that whole chaos and stuff right now in this particular one he says the same thing would you like to stay outside and she says you know right that she'd like to be inside the observatory room seeing what is going on right that now that her decision basically changes the whole story it spins off into another multiverse so what happens is the same suicide bomber guy does what he does right but this time she's in more in harm's way than should have been if she was outside and good old steve jumps out of the chamber right and says hey and he wants to save her whatever for some weird reason but he gets shot <laughs> and i mean she can hold her own she's a trained operative so she fights her way through and then Stark is shouting hey this thing's going to blow we better do the complete the process now or money's wasted and she jumps into the machine right and that's how we now have Peggy as like the female Captain America that basically changes the course of things and I, I like it because Marvel is telling you that the, your future is based or your future on that of others right It's based on the decisions you make right so Peggy saying hey I will stay back so we have a female Captain America, which would which impact the story differently. Yes. The, the the next the episode two of of um what if by Marvel is um oh. sorry she didn't become Captain America. That
1: episode ties back to the comics. Mm-hmm. She became I would like to say Captain UK.
0: Oh yeah, oh, okay, I think yeah true, true. Character like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it became flag. It's very, yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not. No it's not yeah, respect. it's not, it's not American flag. It's, more, it's it looks, it looks more like a. It's not necessarily a UK flag. It looks more like an an alliance flag, right? It you know, it's a time where specific countries were allied together. But yeah, um, the next one I think yeah. the yes, comics. Yes, is, yes, Yeah, yeah. So the next one was how um Yondu. So Yondu was supposed to pick up Peter Quill, right, from Earth, right? When Ego sent him on that errand to bring his son. Now, Yondu in decides to be a lazy bum and sends his lackeys to go pick up Peter Quill. Now, those ones are just crazy people. T'Challa is somewhere playing with his pair and throws his pair outside the Wakandan perimeter. And then those guys land there. I don't know what kind of navigation system they were using, but basically land there at the same time, chichala comes out, they assume T'Challa is Peter Quill. I mean, <laughs> a few shades. there are a few shades of the mark, right? But they bring T'Challa on board. And I mean, Yondu says, you guys have the wrong guy, but you know what, let's just go ahead with it. It's not like he had plans to even return to take the child to Ego anyway, right? T'Challa now becomes the Star Lord, right? Actually more popular than Peter Quill. What blew my mind was not his popularity or how people loved him was when they went back to the bar after that, remember that scene where he goes to take the Power Stone, right? And that guy says, who are you? And he says, Star-Lord, and he says, who? So in this scene, the guy knows him. So the guy like knows him and like basically is, I don't know, hero worship, right? And I'm like, oh cool, T'Challa is well-loved at Star Wars in this particular version of the multiverse. And then they go to like this intergalactic space bar And the next person I see is Thanos. Thanos basically walks with or for T'Challa, right? And he's basically saying, hey, I didn't have to fight Thanos. We had a philosophical conversation about what he was doing and how it was genocide and how there were other ways the resources of the universe could be stretched to accommodate the ever-growing species and I was like, what the fuck? So the reason <laughs> the, the reason we did Thanos did what he did was because he wasn't properly talked out of it, right? And it just shows, goes again to say, little decisions can basically affect the way the story goes. And that makes me wonder what else in the Marvel series? Now there's a new episode that I haven't seen it yet, but what else in the Marvel series, or what else in life, right? To our little Decisions affect. So tell me what things have you learned so far from movies you've been watching, like the MCU and all that.
1: Okay, so um I'll just start off with um this episode two of what if you talked about. Okay. Cool, cool. So um there's a quote um that um Watu the watcher said that mm-hmm. what we call destiny is a product of variables. Okay, so um the parts where other and Thanos, like actually had a philosophical argument. Mm-hmm. If you look back at like Endgame and Infinity War, mm-hmm. it basically brings into mind that the events of those two movies were mm-hmm. based on fear, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not respect or trying to understand another person's viewpoint. Everything the Avengers, did was based on fear.
0: True. True.
1: Yeah. Because if you remember, in, I think it was in Avengers 2, Scarlet, which she manipulated Tony Stark's mind and he saw all his comrades dead. Yeah. And since that movie, everything he has been doing has been a result of fear. He will not say it, but I know that everything he has been doing has been a result of fear. So, um, yeah, that is one that um, it helps to see the other person's viewpoint unbiased viewpoint. viewpoints, but we are humans. It's not easy to let go of bias. So it's, easier to, to make better decisions, easier to seek the viewpoint or see from the viewpoint of the other person. And um, I've seen episode three mm-hmm. of What If.
0: Oh, nice. How is it?
1: It's actually cool in a very... I don't know. But spoiler alert, all the Avengers in- you know died.
0: All the Avengers were?
1: All the Avengers died. Um, oh, wow. Iron Man died. Thor died um clint barton hawkeye died hawk died black widow died like the og avengers every single one of them died
0: who was leading them
1: nobody it was basically nick fury on the day when nick fury in the episode on the nick fury was trying to recruit uh, recruit tony stark Mm -hmm. um in the movie um this lady black widow uses um Something like an antidote to antidote to stop the um serum poisoning Stark mm-hmm. was going through. But in this one, the antidote never left the syringe. So Hank Pym as a yellow jacket, mm-hmm. actually um ejected himself from the syringe into Stark's um bloodstream and he killed him. Um the other the next person to die was Thor. Basically the Thor movie where um Odin sent down Thor's hammer to Earth. Mm-hmm. So in the movie clint was watching thor go for the hammer but thor could not lift it but in this one that thor was trying to lift the hammer hank pym as yellow Jacket, kicks clint's fingers forcing him to shoot his arrow and pierce thor right through the chest that's how thor died
0: wow (laughs) i'm going to watch that tonight
1: and then um clint while under um while under surveillance he was locked up Still in his natural form, goes into um, his cell and gets into his ear. I don't know what he did to his brain. That part is messed up. But Hank, about Clint was found dead. The next person to die was Hulk. So the way he killed him was: Hank Pym went into Hulk's bloodstream and through this enlarging, um, what do they call it? The stuff Ant-Man used in Civil War to make himself big. Since Hulk is indestructible. So that was the only way he could kill him. So he went into his bloodstream and threw that enlargement um, dicks on Hawk's heart. So Hawk's heart enlarged since his organs were not, how will I put it? His organs could not match up to how his heart was enlarging and
0: it Hawk sounds. It sounds him. like a chaotic civil war, like a very chaotic yes. civil war.
1: It's very, very chaotic. And this episode, I think this is the darkest episode they've done, although there was no blood. You know, Disney and their yeah. Ram- and their rainbow stuff. Although if this was DC, DC would have shown us blood and go
0: uh oh, God I for, sure. for that. It, I mean they should do something together soon.
1: Yes, they should. So that was that was it and this episode, um Loki eventually takes over Earth. So that how it ended.
0: Mad. So
1: yeah. The whole episode bordered on one decision. Basically, this um the decision that um Nick Fury took to send um Hope, Hope Van Dyne to a particular mission. Have you seen the Black Widow movie?
0: Not yet, I haven't.
1: Okay. Okay, in the Black Widow movie, there was a mission Natasha went on uh-huh. where she tried to um I'm trying to remember the bad guy's name in the movie. So there was a mission she went on to like threaten the bad guy on behalf of Shield. So In the movie, it was Natasha that went, but in this alternate version, it was Hope Van Dyne that went, but rather than succeed, she died. So Hank Pym was pissed off that he lost his wife, thanks to S.H.I.E.L.D., and now he has lost his daughter, thanks to his organization. And both of them are not being honored. They are basically forgotten. So he went on um, some sort of revenge. So what brought Loki to Earth was the death of Thor. So after he caught Hank Payne, Loki walks into the United Nations and tells everybody he's in charge of the whole world. So, yeah.
0: Huh. That's, 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 that's crazy. It's little decisions. It makes me now wonder what little decisions I've made have altered my life, right? Positively or negatively. And I don't know, this, this, this lessons, these lessons that could be learned I feel one mistake we make as people is is we do a lot of comparison so just like making extraction and learning right so for example slight digression what I learned from watching the Avatar was how you should give even your enemies second chances right um if you remember when um the Avatar Aang fought against Zuko and he gave me a second chance do you remember do you remember that scenario
1: yeah, think. I do. Even yeah, wants so to give um, Ozai a second chance as well. Right.
0: So stuff, stuff, like, stuff, stuff, up, stuff, yeah. stuff like that basically taught me, hey, um, I can be more forgiven, right? These are uh, scenarios where people have wronged each other and one person chooses to be the bigger person. Yeah, okay, I can be more forgiven. And now Mavis is teaching me how my decisions, uh, decisions of people around me also have consequences on how life turns out to be yeah i mean it's pretty, it's pretty pretty chill stuff well i'm um, i'm expectantly waiting and looking towards december 2021 to see what marvel has in store for us um i mean it's 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 pretty interesting this time that um we get to see multiple characters on screen right and am going to see how what each person is doing affects the other so i mean it's going to be awesome i made mean, a joke the other day on whatsapp that There are days where um, the only lead, I mean, there are days where you're talking about purpose, right? They're like, okay, your reason to leave is to do XYZ, one great feat, right? And there are some days where, for me, it's like the reason I just want to live long is to see what Marvel's plan for the MCU is, like the craziness that they bring together. Did you, by any chance, watch Loki completely? Did you see how they were able to mix different teams together? I'm not just. Teams from different um from different movies, what um life teams into basically making the story come alive. It's it's something that blew my mind. Yeah, I watched
1: yeah, I watch I watch Loki, I followed it up religiously. Wow. Um if I can use that word. <laughs> so um I think um I would tie Loki back to um the Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. So um in the Spider-Man trailer we saw, mm-hmm. in the Spider-Man trailer we saw, um, I don't think Strange was being... Hello? Yeah, you can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so um, in the Spider-Man movie, I don't think Strange was being reckless. Okay, I think the spell broke out because it happened the same time when sylvie was mm-hmm. killing um he will remain
0: and i also think that it coincided with when um babe Scarlet Witch was also doing whatever she was doing Did yes it? so i think the yeah. three i think the three incidents happened all at the same time and then something just really got messed up in the multiverse yeah and it, just, it just splits all at once um, Yeah.
1: because the book the mm-hmm. book um I have a theory, the book um, Scarlett was reading at the end of our own series. Mm -hmm. Remember in the first Doctor Strange movie, there was Mm -hmm. a book that was missing from the library.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think that's the book she was reading.
0: Was it a missing book or was it a missing page?
1: A missing book. There was a missing book, entire missing book.
0: Huh, that's interesting. That makes makes sense. I know she was learning like crazy spells and stuff. Because, I mean, when she realized that she was a witch Gong Gong, not just... No, um, initially, we always thought that the Mind Stone gave her powers. It just basically awakened it. She's always yeah, had the powers. It's Man, it's going to be crazy. I mean, next year, is going to be crazy. I think I should basically just load up on my comic books right now and start seeing what I can do.
1: Yeah, so, what I did, I just had to go and download um, a whole lot of Doctor Strange comics. Okay. So yeah, there's a theory going around now that's, um, if you remember in the trailer, there was a part mm-hmm. where Dr. Strange pushes um, Peter Parker's astral form mm-hmm. out of him. Mm-hmm. Parker's hand was in a box.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's
1: a theory that when the spell broke out, it created a, it opened doors to the multiverse, bringing in um, Spider-Man villains from other timelines. So speculations, we have fucking, okay, not speculations, Definitely going to see Dr. Oak. Um, We're going to see Green Goblin or some mm-hmm. variant form of him. Either his son or the OG Green Goblin. Um, there are speculations that we might see Sandman and Electro.
0: I think, and last but I, not
1: least, I think... I think all Spider-Man are coming. Villain,
0: I think all the yeah, Spider-Man's all of are them
1: are coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them are coming. So I think all the villains... Yeah, so there, there's Doc Orc there's um sandman there's electro there's green goblin there's also the lizard from the first Badama movie
0: oh yeah that's um dr O'Connor. o'connor
1: yeah and last but not least um the vulture um his what? first girlfriend's father
0: yeah that's but that guy He's is dead back. now where is he going to come back from
1: i I think I have a feeling he's going to come back since it's like... Oh, well, uh, he didn't
0: die. It? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. He, I just remember he never died. He, he went to king. prison. Went yes. to prison. I mean...
1: So those six people together form like, a group of supervillains villains called the Sinister Six. So the six of them are going to be complete. So we have Dr. Orc, we have Green Goblin, we have Electro, Sandman, um, Vulture, and called the other person's name. I have forgotten.
0: There's this, there's this, there's this theory, yeah. There's this theory that, um, that the, so not sure, right There is this particular um series on Netflix for Spider-Man that came out in 2008. In that particular series, the Vulture, actually, I don't know. There's a connection between Osborne, you know, that's Oscorp, right, and Vulture. So the glider technology, right? That Oscorp uses that the goblin uses. He stole it from the vulture, and that's basically the story around it. I saw that I was watching it recently. I was like, "That's interesting." I mean, it could just be some writers messing around, but it it makes sense. It makes sense when you say that he can't come back. Maybe I mean he had some sort of sort of deal with Oscorp, which reminds me. Have you noticed that in this particular universe of Spider-Man, the particular MCU, right? There's not much talk about Oscorp. Like Harry seems like a fat. Well, I'm sorry, he's a nerd. Harry's a nerd basically that um, just hangs out as a psychic or spider man. Did you notice there was no much talk on the wealth of um Oscop? What's up with that? What's the yeah. series on that?
1: Um I actually
0: now that you, sp- you
1: speak of it, I actually haven't noticed, to be honest. That's true.
0: Yeah, I think I think I think I'm noticing it now
1: because
0: I'm noticing it now because I'm watching the original Spider-Man, like the first Spider-Man, right now, and there was a very heavy influence of Oscorp in the movie. So, for instance, Doctor Octavius, the tritium that he used to uh, create those that energy source that almost um, destroyed the world and New York itself, um, was given to him by Oscorp. There were only twenty-five pounds of it left in the world. And Oscorp was basically was financing the mining and and basically giving it funding his research, all right. But so like Oscorp played a huge role in the Spider-Man universe. The spider that beats the spider that beats Spider-Man was engineered by Oscorp. They get so like it's a huge there's a huge tie between spider- Spider-Man's character and Oscorp. But like in the movie right now, like you can barely see it. In fact, for even O'Connor's research, the part of it was funded by Oscop. Do you understand? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah. we'll see. I guess we'll see. Then again, right? This is it's this is at ten sixteen. That was at uh I think six one six, I guess. So
1: six one
0: six, yeah. six one six is prime earth. It's prime earth. So well, MC is based on ten sixteen. Let's see what happens, yeah. Let's see what happens.
1: Well, The okay, coming back to what you're talking about, Loki. Mm -hmm. Um Loki is Loki is key to everything happening in the MCU. Starting with this series. Now, his series has opened um the key to creating the multiverse. So we can have different characters playing a particular hero. So, say for example, we can have like Peggy Carter come back to play Captain Britain or Captain Carter. Mm. We have um, Anthony Mackie coming back as Samuel Singh, the Falcon mm-hmm. and Captain America. We can also have somebody else play Captain America. So Loki basically opened, properly opened the multiverse. So we don't have to expect a particular character playing, a particular person playing a particular character continuously. Yeah.
0: Continuously and continuously. That's, so that's, that's, that's just just keep amazing. having like different. So it then basically makes every character like uh for lack of a better way of putting it right james bond so, you know james bond is a character that can be played by anybody any or bond, any or, yeah. or any white man at least right it's a it's just a place. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm gonna say anybody i'm gonna say any white man i so don't want to use this against me in the future so <laughs> yeah any any white man can play james bond um I and I like I like the fact that I mean the you remember when I saw boastful Loki, that was a black Loki, right? And there was like old Loki. Yeah. So basically everybody gets a chance. The casting is going to be far and wide. And I, I love the fact that Disney puts money into this. So like Disney money is why we have a series, it's why the MP, why the universe is expanding. When I was younger, I always say it'd be crazy if like Disney gave us a series. Um, I said Disney, and Marvel gave us a series of maybe one of their shows. And next thing I'm seeing Scarlet, which I'm seeing Loki. I'm seeing, and I'm like, okay, this 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 makes a lot of sense. This is taking storytelling to a whole new paradigm. So yeah, you're right. Different different people get a chance. Wakanda can basically be based in Lagos. itself. we don't know, <laughs> we can oh, have a Wakanda. Yeah. We have a Wakanda that never had vibra- vibranium. I don't know, maybe that's just Nigeria. So there's that. <laughs> It'll be so wow. cool. <laughs> it be so cool to see. it so cool to see. So, um, I think before uh, we go, you could talk a little about what you do. Um, just so people people get to also know you also.
1: Okay. Um. So, Mbaka, Mbaka, Mbaka. Who's who or what is Mbaka? So, um. Basically, um, Rebecca, like, like the first, I'm the first born and only boy of my family.
0: Right. Nice. Um,
1: I grew up around computers. So um I work for a state-owned tech hub in Rivers State. So I call myself the chief computer presser, but most people <laughs> say, Oh, you're the IT administrator, but nah, I just press computers for fun. <laughs> um on the side, on this side, I love design a lot, from identity design to UX design and Recently, I fell in love with service design
0: because
1: it takes, it takes a lot to build experiences and leave long lasting impressions on people. So Mm -hmm. service design helps explain that. So yeah. Chief computer presser, designer, and (laughs) eh, on the life side, um, an optimistic pessimist, if that's a word. <laughs> I, reckon, I know it's contradictory, I'm very hopeful, but I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm hopeful, but I also like looking at the real side of things, not just hope, not just being that oh, things will change, but let's look at what's on ground. Let's face what's on ground and plan for the best, but have the have in mind that things may or may not change. So that's about it. Looking like from the way Nigeria is going, I tell anybody that has a chance if you can jack-ball, jack-ball, go for a couple of years, come back. So, yeah, that's, I, that's, I th- that's about
0: Mibaka. I think, I think I'll call you a realist, that's 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 what you are, you're very realistic about stuff and, and, and that works, that works perfectly. Um, thank you very much uh, for honoring this invitation Mibaka, I really appreciate it. I mean, hope to have you on again soon. Perhaps we'll talk more about design then or maybe even more Marvel stuff or movies. Uh, take care of yourself. Have a lovely Saturday evening.
1: All right. You too, Mujia. Thanks. Yeah, take thanks. Take care.